0: Hello everyone, and welcome to episode two of Howie the Togcast. Uh, it's Michael from Michael Briggs Photography, and I'm joined yet again by my co-host, and I would like to call him Mr. Sunland because he pretty much is. But it's Rjx Media's very own Ross. How are you doing? Hello, mate. How's it going? Hope you're well. I'm all right. How how have things been since uh, we last spoke? Anything out and out to talk about? Anything to bring up?
1: um we just kind of obviously enjoyed the chat now I think it was good to get the first episode up and running um I agree not sure I'll see how well it went down with everyone but I think I enjoyed the, the, the way we've kind of touched upon a couple of things and I think we can really like go deeper into more of the subjects and more of what's gone well, what's gone hasn't gone so well. I think it'll just be the case of we'll just see how
0: it flows and then go from there, yeah. Yeah, well I figured that for this episode, like that the first episode it was just basically us telling people about what we do, what makes us tick, um how we got into into photography and videography and what we want to do going forward. So um hopefully that's kinda of like, you know, a, a light bulb moment for, for for some listeners. I'm not guaranteeing we're gonna convert the whole of the Northeast into photographers. But if it's kind of given like a, a young listener maybe, or someone who's just wanting to try something different, that bit of like inspiration, um, I'd be quite happy with that.
1: Oh yeah, 100%. percent i say If say even if it gets one person to, you know, give them the push and to give them the confidence to maybe step outside their comfort zone, or if they can learn something from this, then if it just takes one person, I'm, I think that's probably his job done. If it's if it's not, no one's getting anything from this <laughs> it's just, Of course, it's just us two just having yeah. a bit of a, yeah. a bit of crack in that, you know. But uh, but yeah, I think that, you know, you just never know what could come from it. But I think for me, if it gives anyone that, you know, the push or the desire to want to take some do what they're doing further in whatever subject they're doing within photography or videography, um, you know, you just maybe it's one day you might get that message saying because of you I was inspired off the back of doing that, and then. You know, I think that'll be like job done for me. Really. That'll
0: be that'll be massive that if we got a message to say it because you have yeah. I've got a gig at a say a small party or a local football club, that'll be
1: massive. Absolutely huge. Yeah, I I, I think for, cause like for me, I've like when I first started this, I've always been in the case of like giving back because there's been a lot of people who've helped me along this way. I haven't done this solo. There's been a lot of like help in terms of like who other photographers have shared their knowledge and wisdom or have said like this is how I learned you could try this if it works for you great if not try something else so I've never been like a a closed Berg and saying right I want all the knowledge for myself I'm not talking to anyone I don't want to speak to anyone else within this community here in the Northeast or beyond and because I feel like that honestly gets you nowhere and I've came across many who've been very cards close to the chest or they've got a, an attitude about them or they've got a bit of a name about them where I think, like, could you be asked to be like that all the time? Like, I've always been, if anyone's asked me, oh, where did you get this particular bit of equipment from? Or how do you go about doing this? I've always kind of just came across a message and just say, oh, this is what I've done. It might work for you, it might not. And I've just passed on basically what I know. It might not be correct, it might be something like, oh, you do realize what you're doing is possibly you could be wrong and you're passing that knowledge on to someone else I could be wrong but i can only go off the basis of my experience and share what i've learned from it and as i say hopefully that um the people who have been really open or, or i come across anyone who's uh, open to share their knowledge and wisdom um i can soak up and then pass on that knowledge to someone else because again it could be someone else who could be listening to this thinking like where do i start and they might gain benefit from this and you know you just never know that one message could be away in and uh, as you said I, I took on this opportunity because of the drive you said to push myself to do this and to me that would be like wow i didn't realize that we've reached that you know that kind of core base you know i think it'll be um that will be something great if it did happen but if it doesn't then you know i'm not sitting here waiting for that to happen it'll be just you know that them's the things you just hope what you're seeing can inspire people
0: yeah, no, I agree. I, no I definitely agree. If we, if we can if we can like at least have someone to say, you know, we love the conversation and have thought about it, then that's just half the battle won for me. Yeah. Uh so I thought for this podcast, for episode two, what we go through is we've already done the intros, so I would like to think by now you have got a bit of an understanding of what me and Ross like to do. Um, but I thought for this episode we kinda like expand that a little bit and 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 talk about particular things like first times and Maybe something like, we we'll, might mention your wedding video that you did recently, uh, Ross, where we could talk about maybe how it went, what your experiences were, and then we could kind of like go back and forth about what we liked and what we didn't like about doing weddings and things like that. And then after that, if we'll get some time, maybe talk a bit about pre-season. So um, me with Morbeth, and maybe if if you've experienced anything in terms of any sport or anything in, in around a pre-season, we we'll get around to that. Yeah, man. So, so, um,
1: well, um,
0: I will kick off with this wedding. So you did a bit of a wedding not long ago, um, and this was your very first one. So, how did it go?
1: Yeah, I man. So like, I I quite a while back, I think it was um, towards the back end of last season, because you know obviously with the certain different like opportunities, whether it's videography or photography, you make get asked to do some, whether it's sport, wildlife, you name it. But, you know, generally, unless you've got a well-paid job in that, in that category, it tends to be, like, weddings is, like, the main one where usually, you know, the money lies, you know, for if you're constantly getting booed and if you're really good at what you do. Um, for all the stress that potentially comes with it, um, weddings is, like, a big part of, like, where you can make, you know, a name for yourself in that industry and do really well at it. So I remember getting a message towards the... Um, I think it was... Uh, I think it was after i don't know if it was just before wembley last season or yeah i think it was i think it was just before the end of last season so before we got announced we were going to wembley i remember getting like a message on twitter basically cna "Oh, i've seen what you do and i would love you to be a like, we um, wedding videographer for the for that occasion and I, when i saw that i was just like oh no <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> just that horrible sinking feeling where I've been asked like kind of other times when you when you do the photos, I'm just always like passing it off, saying no, I am not ready, I am not ready to ruin your big day. Because yeah, <laughs> <So, yeah. laughs> it's the case of like when you're doing sport, yeah, you might miss a, you know a goal or a celebration, but like there's always that opportunity oh, that this player might score again or whatever. Um, the same with landscape. If if you have a bad sunrise, and you wake up and it's just cloudy, you think, oh well, I can always come back tomorrow if I'm nearby. Well, with a wedding, as you know. You don't get second chances. You can't say to you know, the bride and the groom and the family, Oh, um, my battery's just died, can you all come back tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> or the memory card's ghost. you know, you, you can't you don't get that opportunity. So when I was getting asked to do these, I was always like, Look, I appreciate that you the the kind words that you want me to be involved with, but I'm just being real with you, I'm not confident in my own ability as as harsh as that sounds, but I'm probably putting myself down that way. But I just feel like I'm not at that level where I can go to it and think, yeah, I can do it no problem. So I was always putting them those opportunities off. But I, when that one particular came up, it was kind of like, oh, do I do I not? I'm gonna I'm getting asked more. I'm gonna have to do it eventually, just to say, Right, I've done it, and then be able to take stock and go right. Is this something I want to do going forward or not? Um. But yeah, so I got convinced because I ended up going, I like, got a similar like, video call type this with uh, the potential bride and groom um, for the occasion. And they kind of like really laid it on thick and talked me around and convinced to do it. <laughs> Even though I was kind of like, <laughs> hanging, <laughs> hanging off a bit to say like, <laughs> like, like, like not so much trying to convince them, no, I don't want it but they, they were kind of really saying like, oh, would really love you to do this, you know, you know the city well and stuff and... So as that conversation was flowing, I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe it's like, it's not as daunting as it sounds, it could be, it sounds actually okay. So I thought, yeah, why not, we'll meet up. And uh, again, had a lovely conversation with him in person and went over, we met at the city centre, went and viewed the, uh, the church at was and it was the after ceremony. And again, we were just talking like, oh, it would be great to capture everything from this angle. And once you start kind of get into that zone where you can picture where you need to be you start like oh well it's probably just no different to video on something else um which again something I've learned that it's not all like that <laughs> it's very uh it's like I'll, I'll I'll touch upon something else later on as i um like, go on about this but uh anyway after I, I seen like we met up and again discussed um like signing a contract and this that and the other but there was like a deadline where i set out to say look if you if you want me to if you want me to be booed for this you're going to have to commit and sign up for it you know because i can't like you know looking ahead to the day it was going to be on clashed with um the qpr game earlier in this season at home it was the game where the goalkeeper scored in the last minute oh, right. <laughs> so uh, that was the day it was kind of clashing on. So I was like, no, oh, it's early this season. I'm gonna miss a home game. So at that mind, I was obviously purely football photography focused. I was like, please be on a away game. Just yeah. <laughs> but uh, it landed on the home game. So I was like, right, okay. So I'm gonna miss that. So you know, so be it. But at the very least, it may look good for the visuals with the drone around the city where uh, the couple were getting married. I don't know if it was like, say... Half past two or nearly three o'clock on the day, so I thought if you've got all the fans coming across the Green Bridge, the Weymouth Bridge, you're going to have this wedding going on at the same time, and they obviously were some of the fans as well. So you know it, it, it could look all okay, just like kind of forward thinking, but um unfortunately they didn't follow up there into the deal, so they didn't like commit to the um like the cut off point. So I was kind of like, its my first one, do I give them the benefit of the doubt? Do I just like let it slide? Again, I'm not like doing this a professional basis far from it, but I thought, do I just like you know give them more time? I th- again, but they've been so long ago given I think I said, look, it needs to be done by Here's your grace period. like you've got to be done it in, like another week's time or something. Otherwise that's it itfinito and I got told, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll sort it out. No problem. And again, they never did. They never kind of followed up, even though they were saying, yeah, we've, um, we're ready to sign everything, everything's signed. They just never followed up on it. And um, I ended up pulling the plug on it, seeing so, you know, I'm not doing it. Because I thought, if I don't kind of set, like, the, the barrier now, and word gets around, oh, he's too, like, you know, he let everything slide, everything, like, what message does that send out? Not a good one. So... I thought i'm just going to be kind of not strip i'll just you know draw a liner and say look i'm not doing it you've had i've messaged you multiple times saying do you want to get this comm- like, commit to it you've, you've told us everything as, as a yes but you haven't kind of you know done what's needed um and that was it how so hard I how ended- hard
0: sorry i just, just sorry to interrupt you there ross um how hmm. hard was it to, to do that because i think there's a majority of people who even professionals now who we'll now get used to it saying look you haven't met your deadline Tough tits like you, yeah. you, it, it's not happening uh, and you could beg and plead you've had this ample time um you've paid a deposit uh and you've you've knocked it how hard was it to like to to go i'm gonna have to be a bit firm here
1: yeah i mean it wasn't like you know because end of the day i think they kind of went all in on what they wanted to do with like me being part of there and again, I think it was hard because I'd been down to the church. I'd been down to, you know, the where the after party was going to be, and they were telling us obviously the stories of like the, like the families coming up. I, I believe, like I don't know which part of the whether it was the bride, or the groom, their family were coming up from. Either it was down south somewhere. So I was getting all those like you know, getting the story behind, and you start thinking how you would like visualising what you're going to capture and all that. So while you've got to that point where I thought you know I'm kind of all in myself really, you just haven't agreed and sign anything you know and again whether that's being amateur on my part naive to the whole side of it because again wedding's not going to be my forte. yeah I just went into it thinking well I'm just learning as each time as each moment passes you know so it was very it was quite hard but I thought I'm I, I'm gonna have to do it because if I, if I don't do it for this reason am I going to be like this for every opportunity comes up to the point where you think, oh, Ross will do it, no problem. He, he's, you know, he'll drop everything at it, you know, and come down and have bet and call. I was just like, no, I need to kind of just say, look, enough's enough. Like if you wanted us that much and you've, you know, you've spoke to us many a times and then when it comes to like this, like the cutoff point that you just haven't bothered, it makes me look like a bit of a mug. Um, so i being getting inundated with messages saying like we sorry then you know I just to the point where I just thought you know I, I, I'm, I'm tired of this you had ample opportunity to resolve this at the time my focus then quickly switched to the QBR game yeah like I I was like <laughs> at least I've got something I can where I can be on the day um so I was just like right just I'm um, match day focused like that was always like the backup not saying I was hoping it would cancel my that like far from it I just knew that if this doesn't go ahead i know where i'm going to be so my experience with weddings there and then before i've even done one was already a negative i was just like oh well i've had a bit of a taste for it i haven't even done one yet and that is me experience from the get-go um i don't hold any grudge or anything to the, the couple or anything far from it i mean like i say at the time it was just one of those things you just think it's it probably wasn't uh, to be um looking back now to probably what i've learned since then maybe i wasn't ready even though i kind of was in that zone thinking i know what i need to do but um yeah it just probably worked out better for everyone that I'd kind of didn't go ahead that's me saying that now on this side had it had it did go ahead it may have been amazing it could have gone really well or something could have happened on the day which is one of those things that just wasn't to be but uh, yeah, me, me, me thought and me mood process for towards Wednes just took a, like, a bit of a, like a, a bit went downhill a bit because I just thought I can't even be chewed on with this, never mind dealing with like a bridezilla or, you know, no. someone said I want Hollywood style, like editing and all this when you're just like, you know, you haven't got that budget yourself. Mm-hmm. So I just thought if this is what this is like now, what's it going to be like if I get like something that does go ahead okay? So yeah, that was just a, a bit of a bad experience from the get go, really.
0: What about like what about the, the wedding that you did recently? Um, like you've, you've obviously posted on your on your socials where it looks fantastic. I watched the full the full nine minute video. And fair play to you, well done. Um, it, it is it is it is beautifully put together, and you would never have thought. I'm not trying to blow smoke up your arse here or kiss your arse here, but you you generally think like for me, you you can kind of tell. When it's someone's first time at a wedding but when you've watched like yours you can't really tell like that's your first real punt at a wedding so fair play to you for doing that like how did you find coming off that experience of like being chucked around and taking the piss almost Um, so to, to put it politely how did you like go do you know what I kind of need to shelve that bad experience and just have another crack because I think there's something worthy there. Like, how did you, how did you feel going into the, the recent wedding you did?
1: Well, first and foremost, I want to give a massive like thank you to um, the wedding photographer, uh, Michael Hope, who's an award-winning photographer. He's been doing this... I don't want to like, see he's been doing it like as long as I, I could get it wrong, but I'm going to estimate anything between 20 to 30 years possibly if he's listening he probably think i've I've been doing a lot but i I think it's in the 20 to 30 year bracket he's been um been involved with weddings that's his speciality and he's won countless amount of awards and obviously getting chatting to him again he's a big southern fan like we are um and i've grew that like kind of friendship over the course of like months and months have progressed and he kind of um notice i was doing like video stuff like whether it's my own projects or elsewhere he kind of just said to me once oh, have you thought about like pursuing with them um, like doing weddings and i explained obviously that example i've just mentioned there like bad experience and they just i think i'm cursed from the get-go maybe it's just like it's a big uh no no just to not do it but then kind of being taken under his wing of all the experience um he was uh provided so a side story to michael is when um again whether i'll just tell it for the story of the sake of obviously this conversation um i think it was towards the end of game of last season um one of our summon players luke o9 got <laughs> in touch with me to say look um we're getting married um later in that year would you be interested in uh, doing the wedding photography for the for the event and i'm like it was I remember it was around about half 10 11 o'clock at night I was already like on the verge of falling asleep your phone lights the room up and you think like who is this Who's this messaging um and I saw and I said like you had his name on Instagram I was thinking I wonder what this could be I just thought initially when you're half asleep it's just like you know some young southern fans got his name like and then the word fan at the end or something and I just think I'll doze off back to sleep but I thought, I'll no, just double check, and I opened it with, like, you know, squinted eyes because of how dark it was with the sun, like, sorry, like, the light of the screen blaring, and I obviously realised it was him to say, Would you be interested in doing that? And before I was falling asleep, I, I didn't off jolt up <laughs> I just, I <laughs> like Frankenstein, just like went, like, oh no, like in a really good way, but at the same time went, I don't know what to say. What do I do? Like in a deep panic, thinking. I've never done a wedding before. And now I've got a player from Sullens asking me to do his big day. And again, when you have that self-doubt thing and I don't know if I can do this, I'm just like even... It's like like a times by a billion, because I'm thinking, well, if there's one person I don't want to really let down, it's, you know... Because if you have a bad... Like, you know, if you do something bad on your first score. And everyone's there to see it. A word will get around very quick if it's someone of like that magnitude, you know. So I thought, I don't know what to do. Anyway, long story short, I end up basically saying, look to him, I don't feel like not to I didn't say this to him directly, I not, don't feel confident doing, but I went, I know a guy who's award-winning, who's done this many a time, who knows exactly what he's doing. I can certainly recommend him. Um, but if you would like me to be part of it still I could potentially come as like a second shooter so therefore I'm gaining experience from someone who seriously knows what they're doing but also still being part if he obviously wanted me to come along with it um but it ended up being that um it worked out that way where Michael was passed on to I passed obviously on to Michael to get in touch and Michael ended up taking the uh, the, um the occasion full-on but I didn't get involved with it but at the same time I was like over the moon for Michael, thinking, "Great, I've kind of you know passed on the business that side of it to him." Many people said to me, "You've just gave up an amazing opportunity." I'm like, "Yeah, but at the same time, like, there's a guy who I know who can do this so much justice, and there's me who hasn't got a clue, you know." And going back to that, as I said you before, can everyone come back tomorrow? Be flash isn't working or anything like that. Um, yeah, so it was just one of those things.
0: So how like when you so like now when you've like had time to like let it settle and, and things like that like are you kicking yourself a little bit now or are you kind of thinking no no that was that was a good decision because you've helped a friend but you've also kind of just passed on the the potential panic attack and anxiety of not just doing a wedding photography event. But a wedding photography event that involves a Sunderland player, uh, a wedding photography event that involves a Sunderland player, but also one of the most popular Sunderland players we've had in our, in our generation, like well, that, me, that for me it's that, it's that brings on like a, a slight bit of hypertension. <laughs> it makes me heart rate slightly increase.
1: Well, probably this way, I man. I didn't sleep for that night because <laughs> I read, um, I read obviously Luke's message. And then for the rest of the night, I mean, whether he gets a chance to listen to this, but obviously I was ill. <laughs> 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 nearly, nearly, nearly put as six feet on because I was just like all night going, what do I say? How do I respond? Like, do I go for it? Do I just think, you know what, well, push yourself and go for it? Or what do I just like, all those thoughts, and you're trying to picture the scenario, and you're thinking, if it doesn't go well, there's going to be not just his family and... Um, the brides family but you're going to have potential players there you can have play, like the playing staff all that that could be there and then if i look like an idiot they're gonna think you know that that'll just stick with you you know because you're just one bad gig away from like oh there's that lad over there who did this you know it will stick with you for ages unless people were happy to give you a second chance so I just thought, I'm still way into my, like, you know, if, had I got a, quite a few under my belt, say yeah, I'd done a few wins for, you know, friends and family or very small wins with, a, you know, a couple of guests and attendees, to build that confidence, then yeah, maybe. But I just thought, because it, it was, I, th- I believe he was getting married at Durham Cathedral, so I'm, like, looking at the venue and everything else, i just went oh, this is just far too, like, you know, people might listen to this and think, you're stupid, I can't believe you turned that down. Like, you've missed a, a golden opportunity. Um, but I just thought, for me, nor myself personally, I just thought, this is way beyond what I can achieve now. And I couldn't do it justice. It may have gone perfectly fine, <clears throat> but I didn't know the the skills to say, right. can I, everyone stand here? I need this person now. Like, all that knowledge and wisdom. I had zero. And I thought, I'm not going to, you know, do it wrong by just again. You know, falling down the rabbit hole of YouTube and hoping for the best on there and just making bullet point references to, to learn from. I went, I just couldn't do it justice. So I was more than happy to see it. I know I know a guy who can definitely do this justice. And then I was never like downbeat by thinking oh, I've passed this on, but I would have still loved to have been part of it. Yeah, it would have been an amazing chance to do it. But I never like thought, oh, well, I'm not involved with this now. That's kind of not what I expected. Far from it. I was more than happy to passed the, the recommendation on to Michael and I believe he did do a real justice He at the game, I think they were very happy with what he put together because I see he's got all that knowledge and all the, the history that comes with it so kind of not seeing how much our friendship got better off the back of that but it's certainly you know as time's gone on I can look back now and think poss- maybe a slight part of that has got me to doing that wedding for him recently as we to work together uh, and being under his, like, guidance and what to do, he was honestly spot on. Like, it was no pressure. It, it was... I, I always thought going into it would be, like, really, like, terrifying, but he made it so easy and laid back, despite, at times, you think, oh, here we go, here's the ceremony and here's the speeches and all, that. Like, you kind of, like, right, got to get in the zone. Apart from that being... just me being human, I think Michael was was, um, He was an absolute pleasure to work with he was great um and i say it's made me think now like working possibly alongside him at future uh wins if they do occur um i would probably wouldn't work with anyone else because i just thought it made me it look so easy just relax no pressure just go under his go the floor to gain that experience rather than had he not been there i'd have probably gone under like a headless chicken (laughs) (laughs) um but the fact he was there that, that whole time um sharing his knowledge and the like uh, at the same time I, I had the freedom to do whatever i wanted really i wasn't as i was attached to his hip from the whole thing far from it i just had that creative freedom to go and do I, put my spin on it but following his like getting the little details of um if he was getting photographs of the rings or the bride's shoes anything like that i was kind of just following through that whole process and it just for a first one under the belt it uh, probably couldn't have gone any better
0: what about obviously the day went well and the videos come out fantastic so i don't everyone who hasn't watched it yet um please do it's on ross's uh, social media pages but w- what was the when you said there, everything was quite relaxed and comfortable and free flowing was there anything challenging that came across where you thought fuck this is hard
1: yeah the heat <laughs> <laughs> the, the weather i've seen um, I've seen the various memes like some, like, you know, again, your phone listens to you. So if you're talking about like videos or something, chances are if you end up on Instagram reels or anything like that, uh, all of a sudden you start seeing as you're scrolling, oh, another, it's like a reel. That's kind of what I'm kind of listening to or talking about. So I'd see various ones where it'll show like a videographer where they're just starving, they're dehydrated, every part of the body is killing them because they're aching off the whole day and i'm looking at this from afar before this thing oh, i probably won't be as bad but I me, mean, i felt like i ran through about 10 marathons that day <laughs> i was like physically just everything exhausted but and, and on the day i think the weather was saying it was going to be like what overcast 12 13 degrees which i thought brilliant because i, I burn when it gets to, like 15 like I'm no good in heat whatsoever You and me both. but that but that day it must have felt like about thirty plus borderline forty. Oof. Just like I was just like melting. When you're carrying a gimbal with a heavy payload and was your other gear, I was just like it just felt like and it's gruesome to say, but I just I felt like someone was just left the, leaving the tap on us all day. I was oh. just drenched. Like in a right state. And God knows what the the family of both sides or the friends would have thought. Because if I'd have been sitting there and I looked up and thinking, Look at He's sweating like a pig, and he hasn't stopped all day. <laughs> you know? um, I was just like, literally just so drained and drenched from the whole occasion. But, you know, I wouldn't want to wish, like, oh, it would be better if it rained all day, because, you know, for the visuals, it made me look a bit more cinematic. But the brides not going to be happy with that. And so for uh, that side of the day, for them, it was perfect for them. But for us, it was uh, torture, but
0: we got through it. So that was was that the only negative aspect for you then? Like was other than the heat, like was anything in particular, like camera wise, where you thought, oh nah, like I need I need something here, or oh I should have brought this lens, or ah oh, shit, I didn't bring this filter, or.
1: I think it was like um, you know the say so you best to be prepared rather than under like you know to take as much as you can because at least if you've got everything there with you you know you might not need it but if you would left something at home you could be kidding yourself thinking oh, i could have used this but i need a wider lens or i could have took the drone for this occasion so i made sure i took like virtually everything i think it was like four bags worth of like gear like by the time i was unpacking it all i was thinking oh god it's gonna be like at the end even after the end of the football stuff we do when you bring your bag back and you just gotta get like it's like carrying it like the tortoise shell on your back with all everything inside when you like drop it off you think I don't want to open it I don't even want to look at it because it's just like back breaking <laughs> but <laughs> with this wedding obviously it's like times 10 and you're taking more stuff with you um, so the challenge of having all that gear to kind of work with and manage um it helps obviously for the main ceremony i had the two cameras up one at the back of the room and obviously myself on the gimbal near the front so the one i had on record at the back michael was kind of still taking photos but he was kind of overlooking that to make sure it was obviously was in focus and the like but you you know you're worried about your audio if it's not picking up so you've got all these little things you've got to make sure you get dead on that doesn't clip if it goes too loud especially if you know when say you know kiss the bride everyone's on like wait and the audio just goes berserk mm. you're kind of like hoping you've got like a like a backup track that hasn't gone as high to, to work with so again all that technical side of you know audio and everything i'm still like relatively new to it all <laughs> so yeah. um it's trying to get like that sweet spot where you think i can work with this and just boost it if needs be or a bit of a compressor or something mm. like that just to know get the best out of it i can but all those challenges i faced um yeah it it relatively went fine it was just more of the never these type of things i guess don't go to plan in terms of the time they may have a time to say right here's the ceremony and then at this time it's going to be the speeches and this that and the other where something could hold up and you might get delayed for about half an hour and it's into your time to get the photographs all that them things happen on the day we got through it. So I think for a first one, yeah, there was quite a challenge, obviously, working in the, the heat conditions, um, the limited space within the ceremony, because uh, within the, the wedding part, I'm like kind of in shot at the front on one of the clips, and I felt like I didn't want to kind of be seen, which, you know, like anything, you don't want like equipment or mic stands or anything in the shot, you want to clean and natural as you possibly can. But I was restricted in that in terms of space where I, I would have to be down the front to kept like, you know, sleep, the see get the bride and the groom saying what they need to see. It was just one of those things for that was limited for space. So those challenges were um, difficult, but overall I can't complain. It went a lot better than I thought. I was just absolutely crippled by the end of the day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and what about the like in terms of like a, a timetable, like did you have yourself like, set as a timetable, where you did you just go with the floor, or did you kind of lean on Michael to be like, Where do we need to be at this time? And I know when I spoke to you very briefly about like being overstaying your welcome almost, when when we had a phone call chat last week, where we thought, You know, like, how long do you need to stay? Was there anything like that in terms of a timetable in your head where you thought, I need to be at this place at this time, this place at this time, I need the money shot? That the bride and the groom have demanded or asked for rather and then after show party like the after party um i need to be here and then i'm going to go home at this time was anything like that in your head where you just kind of played about with time wise
1: yeah i mean we had like a, again with michael's wisdom he kind of said right we are due to be at the venue for about half past 12 so at least i knew that but the venue i went to was the parlor in Blagdon, just outside of newcastle um, a lovely venue, by the way. If anyone gets a chance to want just to visit or think about getting married there, like do it because it, it's all like kind of all in one, like place where people can get ready and the, the bar, the restaurant, everything with it. It's, it's a lovely venue. Um, but he, from memory, he hadn't been there. It was his, his first wedding there, despite how many he's probably done. So we we're going into this, obviously, in the unknown, both of us, what it was like. So I thought, you know, at the very least, I want to get there at least maybe an hour and a half early. You know it's eating into more time but I thought for just for reassurance for myself at least if I get there early enough I could get the drone shots get that done and I don't have to worry about that I can do everything at ground level thereafter so getting there an hour or so early beforehand kind of definitely made the right decision because I think you know yourself when you start to set up your video gear all your, your bells and whistles you come with your camera you know, your handles your monitor the cables everything you can try and do it in record time but there's always that long process of is everything connected Is everything charged is everything like you know it's uh, it's daunting to think even then when you're setting it up i hope there's the batteries are charged or this cable doesn't like back out on me or have i left the memory cards at home you overthink everything mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you do you prepared. do you do you do yeah you do. um but otherwise it, 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 getting there earlier was like it's, it's similar to like a separate thing for like if you're doing like a landscape thing, the preparation is key. Getting down even if it's half an hour earlier than you should be, just so you can scope it out and get an idea where you need to be. Um, that that time frame was great because I think had we turned up bang on half twelve, um, the bride and the, uh, the bridesmaids and the people involved with that were arriving at that point but I was already like set up ready. And I was kind of like, I've done the drawing stuff, I'm just kind of chill now ready for when the bride gets starts to get ready, then it's when we can start with the whole process of this. So if there's one thing I could take away from it, the preparation is definitely key. Um,
0: oh yeah, I agree. I yeah. definitely agree. I definitely, th- no, like I think when you mentioned the landscapes there, like if you, if you plan on doing a sunset or a sunrise, like for, for me, it's looking at apps to see what time it's gonna, it's gonna rise or set get there maybe an hour, 45 minutes before it's due to a set, because you can really get a, a good spectrum of, of the golden hour. Mm. And then, you know, you said you used a bit of time to take, get yourself warmed up and dialed in. That's what I do as well. Like, I, it's like, get me range. Like, if you're boxing, you're finding your range almost with, you, with your jobs. It's sort of like that for photography for me, is I'm kind of like yeah. using that lens and using the different settings, whether it's like shutter speed, so controlling. How much light gets put into the camera every time it clicks a button or you know if i need to use a high iso so if it's it's basically a, a built-in camera light letting all this light in the entire either blow up your photos which would be overexposed and which means that your port photos look like massive super <laughs> massive yeah. screens of light um and it, yeah just like things like that and just making sure that everything's in like i tend not to use manual i tend not to use unless i'm using a tripod um, I tend to go like auto focus straight away because it's quick. It can pick up things really quickly, and if I need to do a a quick transition from say I'm for like I'm taking a snap of the sunset and a bird pops up in a, in a frame, I can quickly you know use it that. So yeah, preparation for me is key because it's it is batteries, memory cards, making sure I'm there on time. Weddings are completely different to landscapes, obviously, because you've got you've got to be there well in advance to get everything ready. Like I only did photography for one wedding. But getting there was an in, in ample time to you know get pictures of say the bride and the groom getting ready and you're, you're trying to tell you your story from start to finish and um luckily when i did it I, I was in a group of three so you probably felt like when you were in there with michael you kind of already lost half of the tension because you were like almost Sharing the workload almost, and in, in a in a, yeah. in a nutshell, you keep yeah you, yeah, you, you could you, rely on Michael yeah. if you weren't sure on something, or you know like if when when I was in the three, if if I missed something, I know for fact somewhat there's one in three chances that like someone's gonna get it, or two in or three chances, whatever it is, someone's gonna get that moment. Um. So yeah, for me, that the getting there was I had the same dilemma as you when you were like going through your kit bag So I was like charging every single battery that I could find. I could, like, wipe in every memory card that I had, but making sure they were backed up before I left. Making yeah. sure I've got the lenses that they were clean um, and they weren't, like, dusty or they weren't carrying dust. Um, making sure the camera was working. That was one. That was a favourite. Making sure the camera was working. How pathetic. Like, just, like, literally oh, turn, but, it, turn yeah, it on yeah. and off and making sure that the settings were there. Like, honestly, it, it's ridiculous what these kind of events put you through. Like, like mentally, you're flat. When you get home, you are baked. You yeah. are done. Stick a fork in. You're, you're done. You don't want to look. You, you don't want to look at a camera, and you certainly don't want to look at the edits. For me, I, oh, honestly, yeah, you, the last you, thing I want to do was. Open. It.
1: Oh yeah, was like, like um, even like say a separate time. Like there was like one. I can't remember which game it was in particular, but I it was one of the whole games last season where um, I think it was at half-time, I switched the camera off and moved down to the other side of the ground got there turn it back on and then this error message pops on screen and naturally you're thinking it's just you know it's a cord you haven't got a clue what it is and you just panic thinking you know i'm here now one of the cameras has potentially just gone knocked in front of us you're taking the battery out you're in that blind panic everyone's around you eating a pie or just talking to me about the game or whatever and you're in there in in your chair just having like this internal breakdown thinking i can't believe this is happening but you're right, again, because like, the night before, like Michael Texas us, saying, how are you getting on? It is, he ready for tomorrow? And I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm a write-off. I'm in a write <laughs> <laughs> I've checked everything about 10 times over. Because um, there's been times where, I don't know why, but still, like there's been, uh, in my bag now, like I'll, you know, take my gear to work with us. And then like, I, as I say, I've just checked my bag and I've looked at my camera and it, it's been on overnight. I'm oh, thinking, yeah, I've done that, that well. I've done that as well. I've done that as well. Like, And, like, you think I didn't switch it on unless it's, like, knocked in the bag, but, like, I'm thinking it's fine because I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not heading to work generally, so I'm not going to be doing anything while I'm here. But had that been, like, say, the day of the wedding, where I've left the... the that happened in the morning, and I'm, like, a, a two batteries down or something, I'd have been just in a right state. So all those things were going through my mind throughout the night to the point where I set me alarm for 8 o'clock. I woke up at half five in the morning. <laughs> <because> <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, it's light outside. You know, it's time to get up. I'm thinking, I'll beat the alarm. I'm like, half five. And like, you... any other day, I'd be like, yeah, I just, you can get back to sleep, no problem. But I was like, no, there's no way I'm getting to sleep now. So, as I'm getting up at half five, getting check through all my gear again, just to make sure if that's happened. But, uh, yeah, it, there's just, I think what people who were not involved with, like, the photography just think, oh, you just press that button does everything, controls the full thing. And to an extent, maybe yeah, it, does, it does all the technical side of it in the camera body to capture the image. But the preparation and the, the stress and everything behind it, what some people might think, well, it doesn't sound like fun. Why the hell are you putting yourself through the whole, uh, the whole torture of it? But, um, you know, you just, because I think it's because you care that much, you want to showcase your skills and what you can, you know, put forward and for when people see that you like the reward for me is that if if people are happy with it then that kind of gives you that drive to think well i've done one now I want, i'm looking forward to doing the next one i wanted to see where i can this may lead to because for all it was uh, you know the challenge that come with it in the day um i haven't decided oh i don't want to do any more of them i think still under the guidance of what michael was saying like alongside with him to gain that experience and then just see where it goes from there. Um, I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy, but I, th- I, th- I thought the whole thing went more than better than I, I imagined it would. Like, it's given us kind of like, oh, well, it's not as bad as I thought, do another one, see at a different venue and then see like, if you can compare the two of them, because you know, no one gets married at the same venue. It's, there's that many different places you can go to, whether it's here or abroad, you just never know. Like It, it could be something you could really go on and really enjoy.
0: No, so does that give you more encouragement to maybe do more in the future or are you kind of just like thinking, right I've done one, I'm kind of just going to take my time with it, maybe you know I might do one next year, I might open me book up to one or two a year, what What are you thinking going forward?
1: Yeah, I think that's the, the aim to start off maybe I've done one, possibly do one more this year and then see what happens going into next year. I don't want to then all of a sudden cram myself. I'll do five this year because, like you say, I mean, you'll know yourself, their memory cards eat up so much data very quickly, um, especially more so a video. And I don't want to like have to think I've got you know tons of backlog footage on, you know, you have to p- purchase another hard drive to back up all that images, and all the videos that comes with, because it, it, it can take up a load of data everything. I don't want to have to think I've got four weddings to edit and, you know, get too much on to it. So I think if I can get one more in before the end of the year, I'll be very happy with that. If it doesn't come through, then, you know, it's not the end of the world. It's always something in the future I can go back to, but it, it hasn't put us off, but I, I'd definitely go at my own pace. Um. A couple of the year, uh, and then if they go fine, then obviously I can just keep adding on top of that. But I don't think I'll be going from yeah, I've done one now, I want to do seven or eight now before the end of the year. Far from it. Um, the, the, the sports side is definitely the thing I want to pursue more, but again, if nothing comes out going into next season, then I suppose it's kind of something I could potentially fall back onto. So, obviously, we're coming into now the season's ending for this one. Um, it's been a great season with Sun. I'm guessing obviously the same for more Town for yourself as well. I mean, what's your plans and preparation going into this season? Obviously, I'm guessing are you still in like downtime at this moment to have a break, or are you kind of still as busy as ever? I mean, you know you've done a few seasons now, so do you think pre-season doesn't necessarily mean downtime? It's still all go, or do you actually get a bit of a break from that? This do the audience is I had a week off. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: like the this the season finished um, April time with the cup win, um, and I generally thought that was gonna be it after I edited everything. But then the had the, to. This the season. This is also the time of the season where the clubs push season ticket sales. So yeah. I had to quickly rustle up a, a quick video of trying to promote season ticket sales. Um, and also make a graphic as well since apparently now i'm on photoshop i can make everything these days
1: And oh, see that's the dreaded thing now <laughs> you've added that to your like you know your, your cv in a way people just think oh drop of a hat he'll do it no problem he, he oh knows god what yeah he's doing well so you've kind of for all it's it's good it comes with the, the workload behind it so you kind of putting yourself out there for the good side of it but also you could be used as like oh He'll do it no problem. Yeah, get that, under work. You've got the brain to do it, you know.
0: So that's what it was like. So once that was done and it got signed off, um, that was me checked out for the season officially. Even though the players have been done for two weeks at this point, so I was kind of thinking, right, that's it. I can have a bit of downtime. I can play some golf. I can enjoy my weekends a little bit because when you're working in sport, you'll know your, your Saturdays are just are just like a, a, a write off almost, but in a good way. Yeah. Um and, and your Sundays as well. So technically, the way that I think is we both work seven days a week. Um, yeah. just and the probably the weekends are the highlight, because of what we do. Um, so yeah, once that week kind of, <laughs> once that week kind of like fizzled out, and I got to enjoy a couple of weeks of of golf. It's now back up to silly season again, where everyone's getting signed up. Players are coming in. Players are leaving. Players are signing contracts there's milestones to talk about, the clubs are talking about where they want to go in terms of direction and marketing, Um, and I've already, there's there's two signs being done, so that was done this time last week, I think, um, where, it might have been last Friday, uh, where I popped up, no, it was actually last week, sorry, beg your pardon, where I popped up, got my camera out, filmed the the two lads, Vinny um, and Danny Barlow, um, who've joined the club recently, so that's that's one aspect where you've kind of got to be on your toes a little bit for pre-season because I think, um, unlike your professional clubs where I'd like to think, from what you say behind the scenes, that these transfers are done weeks before anything's even remotely announced. Um, and if they're not, they're very well bloody done by the media teams, by the way, if they do it, like, yeah. in a turn, like, the turnovers quickly. But you, you can definitely tell some of the bigger-ish signings are done within over days, so, like, your interviews, your, your announcement videos where they just seem to be getting better and better, especially Burnley. I'm a massive fan of Burnley's announcement videos, the, 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 the chef yeah, kiss. Yeah, they are, like, Chef kiss
1: behind doing that is... Um, Genius. Genius yeah the, the brilliant artist. the, yeah, the, ju- girl, the
0: genius like for me um i'm not quite confident enough to do something like that with mortwith because of of the club although i think it could work because of in and, and this is i'm not being disrespectful but there's not many clubs in non league can do what we do in mortwith and that sounds ridiculously big headed of us um and i don't want it to come across like that but it is and it's unfortunately because of because of the it might be because of budget restrictions or there's just like the clubs haven't quite found that person just yet, but you look at say what we do, like player announcements for non-league teams, you don't really say that a lot, um, and I kind of wanted to add that stamp for more with kind of unique perspective where they may not have the budget of a Premier League or Championship team where they can throw all these bits of fantastic equipment. Like I'm quite lucky that I was able to afford a drone. Um, It's a shout out to Stephen Parkin, by the way, for letting us buy it off him because he bought it during lockdown and he never used it, so he sold it to me, so fair play to him. Um, And just, yeah, having all that bit of kit, some clubs don't have that, and you know there's some good videographers out there, but none that I feel push themselves to do out-of-the-box kind of video stuff, so for me I try to do, I used to draw and I try to get up close and personal someone's mug. Or, you know, I'll try and get them to do something silly. um, Not just like the generic, oh, here's the player, you don't know who it is, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I try and do something a bit quirky if I can. But if it's time if it's time pressed, um, and it's like, we need this out by today, it's kind of like, yeah, it has to be generic. But club badge, um, pointing at the badge, um, he has the face, and then crossed arms, and this is the player's name. That's basically the start of pre-season, which is it's fairly quiet but active at the same time so it's when pre-season starts that's when it gets a little bit kind of manic because you've got kind of, you kind of got to like catch the cl- catch the the manager that players on a good day where they're not blown out their arse because the first couple of weeks they are blown out their arse they're getting run into the ground they're getting drilled they're getting all sorts of bits of information brand new to them. They're gonna try something different. They're gonna to need to something different. They've got to integrate the new signings. So they've got to get used to the atmosphere. Then, the beauty about the non league is everyone knows each other. So like like um, like Connor Thompson who I've did videos for, um, Danny Barlow's coming from Blythe. So that's that connection straight away. Um, <laughs> Vinny Steele. I'm not quite sure he came from concert and he was on the books at Sunderland apparently. So he's part of the youth setup um but i'm not quite sure who we know in and around the squad but like if it's like a a big club site your manchester city's where they buy like a Haaland and not no one knows who it is you've kind of got to like time it well enough so everyone's had a chance to get to know players and see how they click and also the weather because like last year when i did pre-season it was like that period of time when it was the hottest day of the year every day so getting through there and try to like film stuff was just horrible because it was just muggy Even with shorts on, I was struggling, and you could see the players were just gasping for oxygen. And I think that was when I did that. I think it was the bleep test as well. (laughs) So so I was getting perfect timing. Oh, this is why I'm saying timing is everything. Where like you're filming them do the bleep test, and you can see them blowing out their asses, and you can they're not enjoying it. Like who enjoys a bleep test? but that, that, that's, that's the fun aspect. And then you go to games as well, which is quite nice. Like, Ross, the media manager there, is quite relaxed when it comes to pre season, where he's like, look, you don't have to be there if you don't want to. I just need you for the league. And I can kind of, I'm going to try and go to as many as I can, but not do the alternative view for it because, or I might do one or two because, in my mind, the alter- no one's going to remember the alternative view from a pre season fixture. Like, I can't even remember yeah. the last time I did an alternative view. Um and it's just for me it's all the league for content stuff. But pre scenes nice just to to just test stuff out, um, try new, new like new social media graphics, try new directions with filming, try something different with photography, even though it's quite just basic point and shoot, point and shoot. Uh but like in terms of editing styles, which you know like like when you've So have you like noticed a distinct difference from when you've started editing your pictures because for me like i've i've i'm really picky and i never stay in one place when it comes to editing have you like noticed when you put your pictures in the Lightroom where you've started off with a say a certain preset and you've added your own tweak to it because i I don't think using a preset alone for me that it's a little bit of cheating but it's it's a helpful cheat but if you add your own spin to it i think it's great have you noticed something from when you first started the under 23s to now where you've just seen a, a distinct change in how you edit your pictures.
1: Yeah, um, definitely I think I kind of, as I say that whether it was the under 23 games or the main, the main men's game, even even the women's game. Um, I had like the own style I wanted to put on, but I noticed more that I wanted to kind of separate the fan images to how I want my style to be not so much keep the player's images to kind of like near enough the, the standard generic out of camera type shots I'll put my own little tweet to make them like the images pop and stuff but I found like you're it, still trying to find me niche with certain images how I want the start to come obviously night images are a lot different you can make them possibly a bit more you know if you want that cinematic touch tree you can obviously play along with them more with the the dark lighting obviously from the sky and the, and the, the things around you um, but yeah, I think this this since starting to where I am now, I think it's still like that ongoing learning curve to really find what you enjoy. Um, because I've had some requests, obviously, I'll do um, some games in how I want to see it. But then I think that might be the case. But maybe it's the club or the players who want to use this for their socials might not want that particular style, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: So I've got a kind of get that balance so i tend to like edit how i want to see them i'll do my editing for myself after the game later but i'll do like the player images and everything more of a um like in a a quicker turnaround time in a way rather than so there's there's things i've learned that way but again it's just part and parcel of the whole learning process i mean how about you have you found it to be do you, have you found your niche in terms of how you want to edit the images or is it still again like you are still learning to find what's going to suit because obviously as each season passes i'm guessing you'll want to change your style but possibly to suit the new fresh and everything
0: yeah I, I i tend to i, I guess i said I, I i don't tend to stick with one preset to work around i kind of like to throw different ones out there until like something goes oh shit like you know that like that pin drop moment you know that light bulb moment where you think fuck it looks quite nice yeah. um, for me with the football stuff it's kind of just it changes game on game for me because it. when it comes to lighting um, particularly like non-league I think where you know they the 23s I'd imagine it'd be quite dingy and, and 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 not as well lit as say the stadium of light dingy's a wrong word by the way that's, that's a really poor <laughs> word to use for a stadium <laughs> for a club that I really want to try and get in with like, we'll leave that in yeah we're going to leave it in anyways <laughs> sorry Um, (laughs) and so like you know like a like a a stadium that's not purposely built to have photographers there compared to stadium of light where it's like floodlit with the brightest of lights you'll ever see um and it is difficult in terms of non-league because most non-league stadiums unless you've got money like say your south shields can like you could go there and take good pictures or cracking pictures because I've found myself using I've like I've invested in getting myself a, a seventy two hundred to two hundred millimeter lens with a um F two point eight. Yeah. And it doesn't make a difference how low you whack that and and as low as you can manageably put um your 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 shutter speed, you have to crank the ISO up. Like it. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Like it. It like I like. a hit for me. If it's outdoors, two hundreds my sweet spot. Two to four hundreds my sweet spot when I go out outdoors because of the natural light, and it, and even during a an afternoon game, that's it works. But if it's midweek game, I uh, I love watching midweek game footballs. But taking any any kind of photos or videos in it, it's just hell, because yeah, unfortunately that, the, um, the stadiums aren't built for it.
1: I was gonna say it is that like that romance of anytime going to watch like football like during a week where it's a night game it's that story of going at night like every again thinking back to like the local park days when i was fortunate to go when i was like much younger so that shows how old i am <laughs> but like that story like that i always like there's always something like the draw about going to a night game competitive game during the day so despite being inside whether it's a stadium or a, a local ground or whatever it's nice to like you know I'll get wrapped up or whatever and enjoy the game but from the photography side it's like right how much <laughs> what limit of my ISO am I'm going to borrow? up here just so I can get like player photos that are not blurry mm. I can compensate for the ball being a blur when they've just like twatted it you know as hard as they yeah. can but as long as the players in focus I can get the ball not so much I'm not really that first I'll probably just sure if you you know it's a strike or whatever they've kicked the ball but um, for the players, it's like, am I going to get a shot of them literally bursting down the wing or am I going to get them kind of more stationary, just kind of on the edge of the box where I don't have to have the shot speed as high? Yeah. And then it's, that, it's that challenge of kind of keep your finger on the dial, switching it back and forth. or do, You know, it's, it's all that challenge that comes with it where starting off you think, oh, we'll just give it a go. But then as you get well into it, you start having to think, God, like, you know... Bad lighting here. Yeah, I saw through the roof, just to, to compensate to get people in, in focus and everything. It's just like that's the battle. It's never. It's an ongoing battle. I don't yeah. think it'll ever be beaten.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no. I think like, you, 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 Then you start of questioning your kit. Like I found, like, um like last season was when I started to get a bit like bit twitchy because I've have i have had this fifty five to two hundred and fifty millimeter lens. Um which is a decent lens for, for 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 beginners for if anyone's looking for a zoom lens, um that's with a canon. Um it's an EF lens fitting, I think. So majority of the DSLRs you can get. That lens, I bought it, um and it's been a godsend really because that really got me foot in the door with taking like football photography like properly. But when it came to nighttime games, because the f-stop doesn't go any higher than 5.6, you're already on a losing battle. Like, yeah. and you're already disfiguring the photo by whacking up the ISO. You're lowering your shutter speed, because if you, if you, the lower it goes, the the lighter you're gonna get in. But at the same time, you run the risk of blurring the picture because the focus isn't there. And you know what I mean? And, and like With which each click of the button it's it's if the player could move and there goes your shot Um, compared to a day shot where you could get away with whacking the shutter speed right up to, to like say eight thousand and you can literally just pick the flies of a, of, a, of a bug with a with a player running next to it you know um so what when i've when i've experienced that i've kind of thought i'm, I'm gonna have to invest in a new lens here um And luckily, you know, the club's been quite supportive with that, so um, getting that lens kind of, it's sort of changed things, it's made things a bit easier in terms of nighttime photography. It's not great, I don't think there'll ever be a win unless it is like a Premier League stadium. Um, But that's one challenge I quite enjoy. Even though I don't like it as much, it is a good challenge because I've got to push myself to be like, well, I have to get this picture or else there's nothing for the programme. Or there's nothing for social media, um, and it can't all just be video focused, you know. So that's probably one aspect of like you know when you turn a negative into a bit of a positive, where well, you can challenge yourself a little bit with 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 the, with that in particular night games. But for me, kit kit can be an issue, but I think it's you as a photographer who, if you can adapt to it and make it work, then you've you've took off half the workload if you ask me
1: exactly mate I think um you know that that's kind of to float under the like separate subjects when I mean, you you've just touched upon like that that dreaded question is is Kit everything because um, you always come across the usual videos and social medias people see oh you, you can do everything on a budget and they see you just need this camera and bollocks yeah seven four on a budget and you're like well that camera is about what three just the camera body is about what three four grand yeah <laughs> and, then, and then it's like oh you can use this budget lens it's uh it's you know like the lens itself like well over a grand and you're, you're trying to like put it across to like you know people who are thinking about starting rather than going you know because the, the camera i started off it was you know very budget very mid-range for them in the canon brand that got me started um and without that again rather than i didn't want to go all in from the off and spend a fortune to then maybe realize you know what it's not for me then i've had to take a loss on it i started off relatively like you know lower to mid-range and just built on there yeah and then say this like looking back now if i look back at i felt like the first few months if i look back at the kit i had then you know like you have the usual nifty 50 lens the canon kind of fifty, oh, 50 nifty 50, 50. I mean, like, yeah like everyone's come across that yeah, everyone has
0: a nifty 50
1: yeah and like you think oh this will this will cover everything you know i don't know wrong. anything else <laughs> yeah and wrong you see, once you can start getting into like you know sports or anything else you start thinking oh god i'm gonna have to spend more and it just becomes a, a repetitive cycle of more going out than coming in. Yeah. No, not,
0: I agree. But there's like, you know, we're quite fortunate to live in a world in a in a current time where you can buy like secondhand lenses. Like I don't think any of my lenses that I've bought are bought brand new. They're all second hand. Um the fifty two hundred and fifty that was second hand. 85 millimeter lens, second hand, the 18 millimeter lens that was given to us as a gift, but um, I bought it originally as myself but got told to send it back because it was bought for us before <laughs> Christmas <laughs> like and then even the the 72mm the lens like you know you get it back and from from the club to help you you know try and get some support with it as well so with that as well so it's it's not and that's second hand as well so there's not one lens I have like gone out and bought like and, and chucked all my money at to even the Nifty Fifty was bought for us as a present, and they're like next to what hundred pound to get going yeah. if you get second hand. So like, if you if you generally like thinking of like oh, I don't know where to start in terms of a lens, and you've and you've went on what Ross has said before is where these these experts or influencers, like I'm using very heavy air quotes here, where they say you can budget your photography off five hundred pound. Um, that's just for the camera body itself, but like if you can find go on like sites like MPB. I think it's yeah, called. Um, that's reasonable. where I. That's where I got my lenses from. Predominantly, and I think there's a London Camera Exchange in Newcastle where you can go there and get stuff. Um, there's another one as well. I can't think of Wex. That's another company that's based. Yeah. Uh, there's one. that's a shop in Newcastle. Um, where you can get secondhand lenses. So, people who think you need to buy brand new kits, it you, you're watching the wrong YouTube videos. Like you just if you. are for me, breaking down a camera and a camera lens would be: you look at the camera body, how much is it going for? You go on YouTube, look at the reviews of the camera body to see if it's going to be the kind of camera that you want and need for what you want to use. And the same goes for lenses. You go on YouTube, look at reviews. Is it going to work for what you need? Yes, no, maybe, skip, pass, whatever. I'll get it. And mate, that's that's kind of my. I don't know, how, like to wrap it up, basically, mate. Like, is that what you tend to do as well? Like, when you look for a lens, like, do you? research as much as you possibly can to get the best out of what you can with it.
1: Exactly, yeah, I think there's like them companies you've just mentioned, um, even more so MPBs, always been kind of my go-to place to buy second-hand lenses because, you know, everything in life you always want, if you can get a brand new then great, but with camera lenses, if they are, especially with MPB, like most sites, they'll give you like a rating to see the condition, if it's got scratches on, if it's been well used, or you can get it like their official rating. You can still buy excellent condition lenses for probably a fraction of, or at least a bit cheaper than what they would be brand new. I suppose if you want to buy brand new, you can afford to do so, then more power to it. But I'm in the world where I think I've only ever bought one lens brand new, and that was the Sigma um, 24 or 70 uh, recently and I was kind of like when that came I was thinking I can't believe I've spent like well, I'm not going to say because <laughs> uh, show, uh, in, case, in case the just missus is and listening and I, just go I'm, I'm on I was on Google and just it's four figures that's all I'll say I'm sure <laughs> freaking killers because you you'd be thinking that's a holiday could it could have be been somewhere else on the camera here but um yeah that's the only one I've bought I thought wow like I've actually I can't believe I've spent this much on a bit of like glass or an equipment you know It's but everything else I've used I've used like MPB to trade in or you know buy something and put towards and then I've also used it to get rid of gear as well to trade in and put it towards something else where I've, there's been like a lens sitting there that's just collected dust really well you know it's still fine but the term just obviously it's just there sitting there doing nothing I might as well get rid of it because I'm not going to use it for anything else because I've got another camera within that focal range I'll do what I need it for so I'd say if anyone is listening to if I don't want to buy brand new then you see mpb is a great website um but just for buying but also selling as well you've got as you mentioned there's Wex and uh, I think it's in I think it's in Gosforth in Newcastle I think it is I've still got a bit got, I've gone along So it's obviously like the mecca where i want to go to to see all the all the gear and probably come away with something and try me or try not to buy anything but God, there's Lord. plenty of places where you can go where you don't have to feel like oh. for all this expensive profession you can still get some amazing equipment for a fraction of the price where it's been well looked after don't just assume oh, it's second hand is going to be dropping the bits because they wouldn't sell it if that was the case so i'd recommend anyone who's thinking about buying stuff mpb.com i believe it is is worth checking yeah they cover all sorts of different bands different camera brands lenses you name it, it doesn't have to be even just like studio equipment or lighting or drones anything they've got it all covered on there
0: we're not getting paid by them any by the way like i wish yeah, we were definitely not sponsored i right? wish this we were like that would be fucking class that by the way
1: <laughs> we've we'll, we'll, we'll seriously put them over as like the place, but I bet someone's gonna kind of review and say, I, "I've dealt with MPB, and I thought they were this, that, and the other." But from my personal experience, um they've been like spot on.
0: No, same. Um, yeah. No, same. I think if I've I've I've, um, I've bought two lenses, I think from that website, and only had a problem with one, um, and they've been really quick to deal with it. So there's no complaints from me. And again, just to say, we are not being sponsored by MPB uh just in case people are thinking oh you get you're about them you must be getting money from them no no we're, oh, on, ep- oh, we're, on, we're on episode two <laughs> we're not episode two we're not even close to even getting to, to even getting the numbers to get any kind of endorsement but we'll leave it there ross because i know that we're we'll pressed for time um and i figured that's episode two in the books so if you've quite enjoyed this then i'm Fingers crossed. Uh, we've managed to get these episodes out, um, and maybe this time next week Ross is on a on a beach somewhere. Because um, we are trying to squeeze in as much as we can to just get as many episodes out there as possible. But if by fingers crossed we've got this on Spotify and Apple iPod, uh, Apple iPod, Apple <laughs> Apple Podcasts. The iPod, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, God, that's a Rebel, blast from yeah. the past. <laughs> right. <laughs> if they're on apple podcast then just rate it talk about it share it and we'll put it on our social media pages as well and uh, we're gonna we'll, we'll try and put some clips out there if we possibly can just to try and get a taste and a flavor of of what we're talking about but if you've listened this far thank you very much uh, and we'll see you or, or we'll hear us you'll hear us next week or hear us in the next episode whatever this is probably the worst way to end up a podcast episode. So, <laughs> oh, right. I don't think you've nailed it there. Like. <laughs> this is why I don't do podcasts anymore. Right. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
1: Yeah. Thanks very much, everyone. Been great. See you there.